The United States women's national basketball team is perhaps the most underrated dynasty in team sports history. Their record of 101 in the Olympic Games is eye-popping. In the summer of 2020, they'll compete in the Tokyo Games to win their seventh straight gold medal. Lynx legend Sylvia Fowles is a modern staple of USA basketball. She's won three gold medals with the team and is fourth all-time in U.S. national team rebounding. If the U.S. is playing basketball, Sill is there. Um, it's important to me uh, because it gives you a chance to compete with the best of the best across the world, um, but also uh, go out there and, and, and defend the goal for your, your country. Um, that's the highest of the highest competition, and to be on that stage and to be on that platform is always a blessing. Going into USA basketball, you pretty much have to turn on the switch. Uh, of course, because it's USA Basketball, so you, you definitely want to play your best because you're playing amongst the best. You got good people from the uh, USA office. Uh, you have Caroline, you have Carol, and so they make our job easy, Ed, uh, the trainer. But then you go into the players. Um, we don't get that time to socialize like that because we're always competing against each other, and so that moment we have to compete with each other. We just soak up those moments to laugh a lot, prank a lot, um, practice be very intense, and so those are things you kind of look forward to. Cheryl Reeve has been an assistant coach with USA Basketball since 2014 and has won three gold medals, one in the 2016 Olympic Games and two more in the last two FIBA World Cup tournaments. She signed on to return to the coaching staff for the 2020 Olympic Games. Aside from the incredible opportunity of coaching the national team, Reeve enjoys the contrast it provides to her day job with the Lynx. Well, I, you know, you enjoy it differently. You know, when you're a head coach, uh, and you know, the, back here in the, you know, Lynx market, uh, I'm, I'm viewed differently, and, and I probably view them differently. Um, you know, you definitely, your relationships are always at the core of what you're doing, um, and so, but the relationship turns, and when you're an assistant coach, um, I'm not the bad guy all the time. You know, when you're the head coach, you're the bad guy. You're the one that's asking them to do things maybe they don't want to do, or maybe you're, you know, kind of pushing and pulling. Assistant coach, yeah, buck stop with you. So, and, and you know, you don't sleep as much. Assistant coach, you sleep great. Uh, you know, you, you can put in your time and you're prepared and you do your scout. Um, you know, and you worry, you know, because everybody wants this to, to, to go well, but it's a different sort of pressure. Um, and then it's also different relationships. You know, I get to be a little more part of, you know, going onto the court and shooting with them, you know, where I don't necessarily do a lot of that here. Um, they get a kick out of, you know, when you're an assistant coach. Um, and, you know, I would do this as a head coach or assistant coach. Dawn does this, but, you know, we're a little more part of carrying their bags and making sure that they're comfortable. Uh, I do that here, but they look at it differently. Like, yeah, sure, go get my bag. Uh, so they, ha they enjoy, you know, that kind of that different, looser uh, relationship. In summer Olympic years, the WNBA shuts down for a month allowing the world's best players to compete for their home countries. The 12 players selected to represent the USA must quickly get together for a couple practices before flying abroad for a few weeks. Much like the men's side of international play, the rest of the world continues to get better and better. The gap is closing on the United States dominance. The women's team is the heavy favorite, but they need to stay ahead of their competition. USA basketball is going to do something about it. This year will be different. Welcome to Lynx Dynasty. I'm your host, Neil Olstad. This is a podcast about Minnesota's most successful franchise and the people, themes, and philosophies that make it special. 
This episode is about a new initiative from USA Basketball and how it affects two of its longtime members, Sylvia Fowles and Cheryl Reeve. Welcome to everyone. USA Basketball is excited to announce an expanded national team program this morning. That's Carol Callen. She's the USA Women's National Team Director. With the support of the WNBA, the NCAA, and other major women's basketball stakeholders, many of who are in the room this morning, we are excited to add extra training time uh, and have three goals primarily in mind for this program. Number one, and most importantly, is to prepare to win our seventh straight Olympic gold medal. Let that sink in for a moment. I think that's uh, unprecedented and we're very excited to be putting our team together to do that. The second, we want to amplify our women's national team program by keeping our athletes at home. And third, we want to generate increased interest in women's basketball overall and to provide a good jolt and boost to what is already happening with the WNBA all the way down through uh, the NCAA high school programs in our programs at USA Basketball as well. The program features a series of five training segments that take place between November 2019 and April 2020. Eight players, including Fowles, have committed to staying stateside to train and play exhibition games against top college teams as well as international competition. Crucially, according to the Associated Press, players will be paid $2,000 a day for participation in 35 training days spread across five months. The new program is the brainchild of two of the most accomplished players in WNBA and USA basketball history, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi. As they enter the twilight of their playing careers, these players will be competing for their fifth and final gold medals next summer. Bird and Taurasi wanted to create something meaningful that will live on after they've left the game of basketball. Here's Bird. Hi. Um, so obviously, you know, we're, we're very excited about this. It started as, you know, me and Dee just sitting in a cafe, kind of talking trash the way we do. And that conversation led to some ideas written in crayon, that part's true, you'll hear about it. That was the only pen we could find. And from a crayon written paper, it turned into this idea, which turned into a conversation with Carol, conversation with Jim Tooley, conversation with General Dempsey, and then it turned into more of a presentation on how we can actually get this done. And it's just really exciting to know that we have the backing of, of so many, of course, the WNBA, USA Basketball, I can go on and on, Nike, you name it. Um, because this is a chance for D&I especially to, you know, who knows how long we're gonna wear this USA jersey. I know it feels like we're gonna wear it forever, but I promise you at some point, that's not gonna be the case. And now we have a chance to represent our country, um, generate excitement around women's basketball, and really leave a legacy. And now, Tarasi. You know, we came up with this just out of nowhere, really. Um, and there's only a couple opportunities in your life where everything kind of adds up. Um, and this just added up in, in a way where um, Sue and I don't go overseas anymore. A couple other key players from the national team would rather stay at home and, like Don said, be compensated to play here in the United States in front of our family and friends. And, and for USA Basketball to be able to do this going into – Tokyo 2020 is just huge um, to be able to prepare, uh, to play in front of our fans, um, to make sure that uh, people know that, you know, we've dedicated our lives to this. Um, 
this will probably be the, the last Olympics for, and I'm going to speak for Sue because I usually do, this will probably be the last Olympics we ever play in. And, and to have this lead up to make sure we get there healthy, um, running um, all on the same page, uh, I think is special. I'm thankful to be a part of it. Um, and uh, we're going to really enjoy the ride. The new initiative makes even more sense when considering the program's relatively new head coach, Dawn Staley. She won three gold medals with Team USA as a player in 96, 2000, and 2004. That 1996 team is legendary, winning the gold medal, which was the first of USA's current six-medal streak. They also embarked on a pre-Olympics exhibition tour that inspired this new national team initiative. Sue Bird remembers being a teenager and traveling to watch Lisa Leslie, Cheryl Swoops, and other superstars of the game as they prepared to win gold at the Atlanta Olympics that summer. Here's Coach Staley. I mean, Carol said it all. Um, I'm I'm super excited because I've been a part of, um, now this is the second um, opportunity for our, our national team to prep for an Olympic Games. The first one was in 95, 96, and we, we know how that turned out. I think this, this particular program is necessary in that we get very little prep time um, for us to get ready to compete uh, for the rigors of, of winning gold medals at Olympic Games. Uh, we get a chance to see Sue um, and Diana play, um, something that we, you know, I think we take for granted. Uh, we take for granted of seeing someone of their caliber play, you know, all along um, our country. And this, this program presents the opportunity to see them as well as um, some of the other players that were mentioned um, play and drum up some excitement um, and, and get paid to do it. Um, and that's something that uh, the players have been pushing for. I'm glad USA Basketball stepped out there and continues to lead the way in this department. Well, um, I think Dawn has demonstrated, you know, of course she has a great longevity in the program as a player. And then she went on to coach, and she's demonstrated uh, her ability to to, to coach a team at a high level, you know, win a national championship. I think what she understands is, um, having been a player in the program, when to push, uh, what's important, you know, doesn't sweat things you shouldn't sweat. Um, Understands, you know, she she believes in players. You know, she's, she's, um, I I think, highly optimistic in, in, in players' abilities. I think that's a great quality. You know, she believes anybody can do anything. You know, sometimes coaches focus on the things that you can't do. Uh, she's someone that, that lives more on the optimistic side. Um, I think she's uh, collaborative. You know, she, she's somebody that, you know, will accept uh, information wherever it comes from. Um, you know, she, she'll make the final say, and, and you know, we all you know, support that. It's more about, you know, I think that you feel like you're involved. And, and, and Gina, was, Gina was similar in that regard, that it felt like a collaboration. And um, I don't think you necessarily get that all the time. Um, so I'm, I'm fortunate that, um, you know, being able to, you know, play or to, to work with someone that was a legend uh, as a player and is now, you know, making her mark as a coach of the USA basketball team. WNBA players typically play overseas during the offseason to make the majority of their income. It's a frustrating reality of the current state of the league. Hopefully the next version of the collecting bargaining agreement between the players and the owners will address this. Ideally, WNBA players would be able to make enough money to forego their international basketball obligations. Sylvia Fowles has had a long and illustrious international career playing in China, Turkey, and Russia. But that's all behind her now. 
This winter, she'll get paid to stay home. I like that part, um, because we don't have those many options to stay home and make money. Or uh, if you do, it's not nothing that will benefit you in a long stretch of staying home that long, that long period of time. But um, I thought it was a good idea. Um, of course, you know the veterans have to come up with this idea because they want to make money. <laughs> Uh, seeing you, but I think it's just it just was a no-brainer. Why not? Why not keep us here? Something that they always wanted to do anyway, keep us home and play in front of our fans. And um, I think it's just a great opportunity and a great time to do it, and I'm just happy to be a part of the first. My job is to play basketball. I mean, I would be grateful if we can get paid enough to stay home and just play in the WNBA and not have to play year-round. Um, of course, we're making strides, but we're not quite there. So hopefully uh, this USA window will open a lot of doors for us. There's another wildly successful U.S. women's national team on the scene these days. But they don't dribble a ball with their hands. They use their feet. The U.S. women's national soccer team recently won their second straight World Cup. Much like the basketball team, they also dominate in just about every tournament they participate in. Unlike the basketball team, the soccer team is massively popular before, during, and even after they finish their international competitions. This new USA basketball program was designed to vault its players to the height seen by the Women's World Cup team this summer. Sue Bird just happens to be dating the captain of the soccer national team, Megan Rapino. Yeah, of course. I think um, that's a big part of this idea is just visibility. I think, um, you know, watching Megan go through her U.S. soccer preparation for the World Cup, really the last, you know, two, three years, there's definitely things I got to see firsthand and learn from and definitely things that I think women's basketball can benefit from. Um, they've been doing things like this all along, and, and now here's our chance to, you know, again, the keyword is visibility. We're usually gone. We're usually unable to, you know, have these types of games with college teams or whatever the case may be. And with that, the more people see us, we can generate that excitement and then have hopefully a big push into Tokyo. Again, similar to how U.S. soccer had a big push into France. Well, I, I think it was um, a, a great idea in terms of the way it was conceived. I, I know that, you know, Diana and, and Sue Bird had... You know, a lot, a lot of saying this and kind of looking at how we can make this better. Um, the popularity of the women's soccer team, women's national team in soccer, um, you know, we look at that as a, you know, if you look at USA Basketball and how successful, successful we've been for a long, long time, uh, the same popularity doesn't exist for uh, women's basketball as it does for that uh, women's soccer team, national team. So what can we do to be better? Um, and I think maybe one of the things they looked at was, uh, more of a, a year-round presence and um, ways that we can, you know, be in market and the players can can touch uh, a little bit more versus, um, you know, kind of obviously not not being as involved in just many training camps. And so I think in this method, you know, playing more games more competitively, training um, more year-round outside of the WNBA season, you know, someone like Sylvia Fowles being able to. Uh, be more present in the program, I think, I think we'll, we'll move the needle. The tide is changing. Slowly but surely, society is finally accepting and supporting women's professional sports. The USA Basketball Initiative is a reminder that progress and innovation can come from anywhere or from anyone. Sometimes you just need two friends with an idea. 
For Sylvia Fowles, the new program provides additional time and financial resources in her quest to bring home yet another gold medal. Uh, the benefits is uh, getting good competition across the board. Um, I don't think no college team at this level uh, will come out and not be hyped to play against the USA team because I'm sure some girls who's going to try to show us up. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, and of course, um, getting that early work in to learn each other. Uh, with USA basketball, normally it's like a, a quick month and then you go straight into competition, but to have this consistent flow of knowing each other, learning each other, and going out there and playing together, I think we, we can benefit from that. Um, other countries have been doing it for years, so for us to have the opportunity to do it, I think is good as well. Meanwhile, for Cheryl Reeve, one of the most outspoken advocates for women's sports, the beauty lies in the visibility and exposure. Well, it's, you know, timing is everything. And, and right now, you know, women's sports is being talked about now more than ever. Uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, raising the bar in our expectations of how uh, we're invested in. And so this, this speaks to that, you know, to invest in, you know, eight core players in the program uh, financially in the way that they are. Uh, I certainly hope that means that marketing efforts will follow. Uh, we have to we have to increase the uh, the overall financial investment in what we're doing, um, so that we can we can reach that place of, of popularity and um, you know that everyone talks about you know the, the revenue producing. Well, you know you're only going to produce revenue if you're able to market and able to you know put the resources into it that's necessary. Um, and I, I think we have a, a great opportunity to do that. Thanks for listening to episode eight of Lynx Dynasty. Special thanks to Sylvia Fowles and Cheryl Reeve for their time. Additional audio courtesy of the WNBA. Lynx Dynasty is produced, written, sound designed, and hosted by me, Neil Olstad. Please subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. If you enjoyed this show, tell a friend. That would help this podcast grow. You can follow me on Twitter at Lynx underscore Dynasty and read my Minnesota Lynx coverage at CanisHoopus.com. Thank you for listening.